0: Great way to, uh, uh, you know, kind of put some things to rest. But there was something we did here that I really enjoyed. And um, it was another eating meeting. Come on, this is an Assembly of God church, don't forget. And we love our eating meetings. And so we did something, I think the first year we did it was like 2015. We just called it a family Christmas dinner. And it was on uh, uh, the Sunday before Christmas. And so I want to invite you next Sunday um, if you want to uh, bring your family's favorite dish, we're just going to gather after after the Christmas program, after I'm going to preach a brief message next Sunday. We're going to gather in the back and just just fellowship because some of us, won't we won't see each other again for a while because we won't have Wednesday night service, and then the next Sunday things will be a little bit different. And so let's just hang out together and just fellowship with the church family. So if you want to do that, come on. And I'm always down for a good eating meeting. And... Um, Anyway, so we'll, 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 be excited about that. So I want to, um, finish our series called The Blessed Life today. And, um, to do a little recap, uh, we've been, we've been talking about, uh, The Blessed Life. And this is a series that's just looking at the biblical principles, uh, about biblical principles, talking about giving and generosity. How many of you know that God is generous? Come on. Can we just, can we amen on that? God is generous. And how many of you know that, it's, that life is better when you get in the presence of God? Amen? I would even go as far to say that life is blessed because when Jesus was speaking and he said blessed, he didn't say blessed like when we think of blessed, we think a lot of times, unfortunately, we think money or ate too much food, okay? And so... Um, when Jesus said blessed, he didn't mean it the way we mean it. He meant happy. He meant content. He meant peaceful, okay? And so how many of you know that the closer we get to God, the more peaceful, the more content our lives happen to become? Is that, is that okay? Am I on track here? And let me just tell you, in my life, the closer I've gotten to God, the farther I've gotten away from chaos, you know? And I remember as a kid, um, there were a lot of times that my grandmother would have four boys, all grandsons, at her house at the same time. Can somebody say chaos? And I'm talking about boys like under the age of 12, all right? We're getting ready to have two boys and I'm thinking somebody better call the 700 Club, okay? So she would have four. And could you imagine the chaos, especially about bedtime? Because boys do not like to go to bed. I don't know why. But there was something she would do that sticks with me to this day. We'd be running around, going crazy, fighting each other. And all of a sudden, she would shut it down because she would begin to pray. And uh, I'm not going to say all the things that she would bind on earth as in heaven. But, but, but she would begin to pray and begin to bring that peace into the house and so the the closer you get to god the farther you can get away from chaos okay is that okay does that make a little sense uh peter and i'm preaching a whole different message right now i'll come back don't worry peter when he was walking towards jesus on the water he was good until he started paying attention to the wind and the waves so we want to focus on jesus we want to focus on what god is saying to us and turn away turn out, turn down all these other things there's so many of uh avenues of information that we can get today and a lot of times it's it's not even good information it's just junk Um, but we want to get close getting God's word. So the blessed life. So this is not talking about getting rich This is talking about getting close to God walking in his presence And I know that I want to walk in God's presence because jesus says that you will face trials And wouldn't you prefer to face trials walking in God's presence with his blessings than without I know I would So let's look at a few things this morning uh the first week we did this series, it was we talked about the heart. We talked about where's your heart at when it comes to giving, when it comes to generosity. Last week we talked about, um, uh, last week I just left me. Wow, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, anyway, we talked about uh, the how it is tithing biblical, and uh, this week we're going to talk about the principle of first. Okay, can you say it with me? Principle of first. Alright, and so let's look at Exodus 13, verse 1 and 2 says, Then uh says the Lord said to Moses, consecrate, which means set apart to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal. Okay, and we're gonna, we're gonna go from there uh, to verse 12, and it says. It says, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. Thank you, First Lady, for helping me. Always, uh, I always am, am so excited that she backs me up. Because it just helps me uh, sound a little bit better. So thank you. Come on, can we celebrate <laughs> together? She's doing all the work. Um, you know, some of you might have seen a picture she posted on Facebook of a um, packing Yeah, that's what it was. Thank you. It's a packing play. I helped put that together. So, I, you know, I just, want, <laughs> I just want y'all to know uh, that, I, that I'm really trying to do my part. St- y'all be in prayer for us, because um, especially for her. Especially for, for my sanity. Uh, we are, uh, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's almost time. We're getting ready to go in and, and go to the hospital and everything. And this mic's doing something really weird. Um, anyway, so be in prayer for us that everything goes smoothly and that I don't pass out on the floor because that would be embarrassing. Because somebody would take a picture. <laughs> so the first point, if, you, if, you're, if you're keeping notes with me today, I want you to write this down. If you're not, write it down anyway. Uh, the first point is the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed okay it must be sacrificed or redeemed okay and listen this takes an extreme level of trust okay and where's pastor jason hey i want to i want to do a little demonstration can, can, can you come up here for a second I always it's either jason or jared that's going to get used can, can i can i borrow your wallet thank you sir so he trusts me. He trusts me. Wow, this is a nice wallet. Where'd you get this? So he trusts me, okay? He handed me his wallet. He trusts me. So if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, if somebody was going to give their firstborn, they're going to consecrate it or sacrifice. It takes, it takes a lot of trust. There's it not, not, not even any money in here. Anyway, here, you can have it back. Thank you, Pastor Jason. Thank you, Pastor Jason. So listen. It's, um, (laughs) what happened? What'd you do? He had money? Where? In his pocket? Okay. It takes an extreme level of trust. And that's one of the things we're talking about with this Blessed Life series we're talking about our treasure, and, and I know all the guys in the room, we already, we've already used this example, we're going to use it again. Anytime you go to the grocery store, you get ready to check out, they're, they're coming through, Alyssa, you probably see this every day, some dude comes through, and, and you get ready to tell him his total, and he just like almost hides behind the register, because it hurts. Uh, people have, smart people have done studies that show that when you spend cash money, not so much with a credit card or a debit card, when you spend cash It activates the pain receptors in your brain. It literally hurts to spend your money. And so, so yeah. So when we're talking about this, it takes a lot of trust. And that's so important, guys, because we should probably trust God. Amen? Amen? Do you think that's a good thing to do in your life? is trust God. And so something that really got a hold of me a few years ago, because, and I, I've been open with this during this series, that, that Brittany and I, for a time in our lives, we didn't tithe regularly. We just, I had gotten into some teaching that was not great, that, that told me that tithing was only for the Old Testament, and that it was a big yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, man, it's more of a heart issue. It's more heart, uh, it's, it's more personal to me and God, if I just give an offering, because I'll sit here and I'll pray, and I'll say, Lord, what should I give? Well, he tells us what to give. He tells us to give a tenth, okay? And so it's a trust issue. And so, and, and so we didn't give that tenth. We didn't tithe. And let me tell you, there were some things we faced. And I just want to give a little bit of a testimony. When we began to tithe, and I'll tell you the exact moment where it, it struck me and I realized, God, I've been, I've been stealing from you. And we changed our ways. When we, began to, when we began to give, things changed in our lives. Things changed in our household. Am I saying that everything got easy, cool, man? Nothing's happening that's, that's difficult? Absolutely not. I'm the guy that ran over that limb that impaled his, his fuel tank the other day, okay? After I was preaching this Blessed Life series. So did things get super easy? No, but things got super blessed, okay? The, the peace that comes into your heart when you begin to fully trust God is amazing, okay? Because no matter what's going on, you say, it's cool, God's got this. And I've seen people, especially elderly people that have been following Jesus a long time, they face things and they say, hey, it's okay, God's got me. And in the end, if, if this body breaks down or if my possessions go away, Jesus still has my heart and that's that's powerful but that's trust and so so what does this say what does exodus uh 12 or or what does exodus 13 tell us uh the unclean must be redeemed by clean okay the unclean must be redeemed by the clean you see there were two there there were distinctions um some things were unclean you've talked you've heard people talk about not eating i met a guy and he was like hey man uh, you, you eat shellfish, and I was like, "I sure do. I'm from Louisiana, bro. We just picked the crawfish up out the yard and eat them, son." He's like, "What? You, you know you're not supposed to do that, right?" I said, "Excuse me. Y'all know that like um, like 70% of all domestic crawfish are are farmed in Louisiana, and like." 60% of that 70% is consumed in Louisiana. It might be higher than that. <laughs> we love crawfish, man. And, but he, told, he said, you know you can't eat those, right? I said, excuse me? What? Yeah, they're unclean. I'm like, no, 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 no. The Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians that you can eat. Just pray for your feet. it be okay, all right? So listen, but some things were unclean, and those unclean things had to be redeemed by the clean, okay? And so, so God said... Take the firstborn, whether it be a human or an animal, take the firstborn and consecrate it, okay? You've got to consecrate it. And that means set it apart or sacrifice. If it's an animal, sacrifice it, okay? So you can't keep it. You set it apart, consecrate it to God, or you've got to break its neck, okay? So like a donkey, okay? It's unclean. And a lamb was clean. And so you would sacrifice that firstborn or consecrate that firstborn, you would redeem the unclean, okay? Watch this. Jesus was clean. He was a redeemer. We call him that. We say Jesus is our redeemer. When we're singing praise and worship, we say he redeemed me. We use that word, redeemer, redeemer, redeemer. Do we really know what that's talking about? Jesus was clean. Um, The firstborn redeems the rest. Not the tenth, not the tenth one redeems the rest, the first, okay? It's not like God said, hey, if you have a bunch of lambs, you got a bunch of sheep, whatever, just go pick one. And then, you know, because the, the ranchers in those days, they look around and they'll say, all right, which one been getting in my garden? Because he is the one that's getting sacrificed. That's not what God said. He said the first. He said the first, okay? Um, a lot of people, argue against um, giving. They argue against, or not giving, they argue against tithing. But Jesus said in Matthew 23, 23, he said you ought to tithe, okay? And so these are some things that we, we covered that last point last week when we talked about it, is tithing biblical. But here's the thing. Jesus is our redeemer. When, when we were born, we were born into sin. There are, there are people out there that will teach you that that's not true, but if you've had kids, you know you didn't have to teach them to be bad, all right? If you've had kids, and I'm not saying your kids are little sinners, but sometimes, you know, <laughs> one of my kids, and I, I hate to bring my kid use examples like this, but one of my children stole from the other one, and they knew they had done the wrong thing. And I said, Hey, did you, did you steal? And they said, Yeah. I did, but they were like looking at it. The, they knew it was wrong, but there's something in us, in our fallen nature. We just do things. But Jesus wasn't born into that. Jesus was born pure, so he could redeem all the rest. The second thing I want to look at is, is um, first fruits must be offered. <laughs> Proverb uh, 3 uh, says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. One thing that I want to I say really quick, um, a lot of this is Old testament is, is old It kind of sounds like, oh, that's Old Testament, Pastor. you, you, you speak speaking a lot of Old Testament stuff. You know that 1 Corinthians 10 says that the Old Testament is relevant to the New, okay? So anytime that someone says, hey, that's Old Testament, bro, we're just going to, like, ignore all that, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. And so, anyway, um, Exodus twenty-three, nineteen says, Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Now watch this. God says bring, not give. Why do you think that is? Because you can't give what isn't yours. You can't give what isn't yours. It doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. You can't give that. See, here's the thing. God blesses us with all we have. All right? It's all his. And so he gives us these things. And we all he says is bring this. Bring this back. Bring this tenth back. This first fruit back. And something that who's an, who's the eldest? Who's the eldest sibling? If you have brothers and sisters, are you are you the oldest? come on. I feel you guys on a different level because I'm I'm the big brother. And when me and my brother were kids, I would like try I would try all the time to like kind of hold that over his head like I'm your big brother. And on, and now he's taller than me. So anyway, I still could get on like a stool and be like I'm still your big brother. But anyway, I always wondered because I'm an older brother and I know the story of Cain and Abel. I always wondered why did God not accept cain's offering, because that story was a little bit more personal to me because i'm an elder sibling and so i thought why did he not accept cain he accepted abel's but not cain's and so let's look at that really quick because we're talking about offering you must give these things all right so it says in genesis 4 it says in the course of time cain brought some Uh uh-oh Some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering. Fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. What happened? What happened? Why Why did God say, hey, Abel, this is good. Came, not so much. Not so much. Let's look at this. The first thing is in the course of time. Look at that. In the course of time. What does that mean? Just sometime. In the course of time. That's what I'm going to start saying. Like when, when, when Brittany's like, hey, can you fix that thing that's broke? I'm like, in the course of time. <laughs> that sounds good and biblical. In the course of time. Thy dishes shall be done. You know, we could let's not let's not go there. So, listen, so Cain waited. Procrastination will get you in trouble, young people. Y'all, listen to that. Procrastination will get you in trouble. Um, Cain waited, all right. And so, in the course of time, instead of right, God said, Bring it when you get it, okay. When, when something is born, the firstborn, you Consecrate it. You set it apart. Do it right then, okay? And so Cain waited, and I don't know why. Maybe he was worried. Maybe he was lazy. I don't know, but he waited. And so it wasn't so much that God didn't want to accept Cain's sacrifice. It wasn't so much that God didn't want to accept what Cain did that he said, ah, that's not, I don't appreciate that. God literally could not accept it. He literally could not. You know, there are some things that God can't do. Don't let me freak you out. Don't let me freak you out. God can't lie because he's truth. God can't improve because he's perfect. He's the best. And God can't think the way we think. Think Think about this. Think about this. Have you ever thought about that God, God's never just said, you know what I just thought of? It happens to me all the time. You know, when I leave something at home and I'm at work or when I forget to do something that I told somebody I would do, and I say, you know what I just thought of? Oh, man. That's never happened to God because God is all-knowing. And listen, you could say, well, the Bible says God does think. Yeah, but it says my thoughts are not your thoughts. Okay? So... One thing that God also can't do is God can never be second because he's the first. And so for Cain to bring that second to wait and come and lay that down and say, here it is, God. God can't accept that. And so that challenges me with my tithing. and my giving my first fruit? Am I giving my first? Does... Do I wait around and think about it and say, well, maybe if I can fit it in this, this month and I'll, I'll give, I'll give. Can God accept that? Can God accept that sacrifice? Listen, hear my heart. I love you. But this is, this is something that I had to wrestle with myself, that my wife and I had to wrestle with. Are we giving the way we should? The third thing I want to talk about this morning briefly is the tithe must be. Be first, and that's what we were leading into. Leviticus uh, twenty-seven says, "A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord." Listen again. We're talking about tithe. we do this um, around the, the the Christmas season because everybody's thinking about giving. Unless you're me, and then you wait till the last week before Christmas, and then you think about giving. And you're like, did I, did I buy a Christmas present for anybody? I can't remember. And uh, somebody, somebody else's Christmas present got delivered to my house. Uh, I think it was Friday. I was out working in the yard. And this, this FedEx lady, she comes bringing this huge box. It looks so heavy. And, uh, and so I stood there, and I watched her bring it all the way up. And I was like, man, that looks heavy. And I probably should have helped her. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so she, she sat it down, and she was like, hey, is this, is this 12th Street? And I was like, no, it, uh, it was somebody else's stuff. And it used, yeah, man, if you're in delivery, I just if you're if you're in like package delivery, mail that kind of stuff, then I applaud you. This time of year, you are a champion. Um, a tithe of everything from the land. We're talking about giving, um, and, and again, listen. Why, why is Pastor J.B. preaching this message? Why is Pastor J.B. preaching this series? Am I worried about whether or not you're tithing? <sighs> yes, but not, I'm not like worried about it like I'm going to get mad at you. I'm worried about it because I want you to be walking in blessings. I want you to be walking in the full presence of God. I want you to be walking in full trust. And so for me personally, that was, that was a thing. That was a thing I didn't I, I struggled with giving that tenth. I struggled with giving that sacrifice because I thought, like, God, I can't afford it. But I learned really quickly that the entire time I said, God, I can't afford it, I never could. And then when I started to give, all of a sudden, wow, magic, I could afford it. You know, it blew my mind. And it's like God said, hey, look, if you trust me, watch what I can do. And that's what we talked about last week. God actually says in, in Malachi, he says, test me in this. Give and see what I do watch how I can bless you. God, we trust you. And so, so what is a tithe? If, if, I, if you got paid, what would be the tithe? What dollar out of your 100 or out of your 10 is your tithe? It's the first that leaves your hand, okay? And so God blesses you with this. And if you start paying your mortgage, can I ask you a question? Does Visa, MasterCard, do they have the power and the ability to bless your finances. I mean, I guess they could show up and be like, hey, we just want to give you some money. But hey, um, <laughs> they're not in the business of doing that. Uh, they're in the business of sending you junk mail so you can buy more credit cards or get more credit cards and pay them more interest payments. Listen, but God does. God does have the ability to expand you to bless you okay and so what i want to do is i want to give first all right listen and i'm not legalistic about this okay we give our our tithe is drafted out of our account it's drafted it's auto it's auto drafted It, it it pulls out okay because i would forget so that's the way we do that i would forget and now before we did that we would write a check now we're not legalistic about this does that mean that if you are uh, busy and you get paid and you go and go to the grocery store or you go get gas, does that mean you've got to say, oh, great, now we're cursed, man, because you, you went and bought groceries? What's wrong with you? No, no. God's looking at your heart, okay? God's looking at your heart. But in principle, that's what we're doing. That's what this series is doing. We're looking at principles, okay? And the Bible teaches a principle of first. So, are you in trouble if you don't give, if you don't give right off the top? I, I don't think so. But, I think you should. Okay? And to wrap this up, worship team, if you guys want to come back up, um, I want to read from Exodus 13 again. It says, um, In days to come, when your son asks you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord. The first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. Could you imagine? Let's say you are a, an ancient Hebrew person, and you you are you're too young to remember the times of slavery, and you've got a lamb being born and you're all excited and you say oh, yes the baby's being born and you go and you get your parents and you say hey hey the, the baby's coming the baby's coming and so everybody runs out and then when that baby's born your father is right there sacrificing that baby could you have met you'd be like I don't know what that baby lamb did to my dad but I ain't gonna do it it would freak you out you imagine seeing that that's what this is saying when you're when you when, you, when your kids ask you, got, dad why do you do that why do you do that why do you why do you waste that that animal I tell them because God with a mighty hand rescued us and this is what his command is I think that When we talk about giving, there are so many people out there that teach an unbiblical version of what giving, what generosity is. They call it prosperity preaching. And in this message series, you could, I guess if you really wanted to, you could do some gymnastics, theologically and mentally, and you could accuse me of of teaching prosperity. But I'm not. What I'm teaching is is that God wants to bless you because that's what the Bible says. And what I'm teaching is that when we let go of of that thing that we hold so tight, the blessings flow in. What I'm teaching is that when we are not afraid to take the treasure that God has blessed us with in the first place and say, God, this is yours. I'm giving this to you. That he has the ability to blow our mind. And all those things are in this book. All those things are in this Bible. And this is the thing that messed me up. Because I used to really argue to the contrary of tithing. I said, it's not for us, it's Old Testament, whatever. And I want to tell you what would happen. We were serving. We were serving God. We were in leadership. We were in ministry, y'all. I just want to be open with you. I want to be real with you. Because maybe you're struggling with this. Maybe you know somebody that is. Listen, I think you could attend church. I think you could love Jesus and, and never tithe. I was taught that if you didn't tithe, that you were sinning and you're going to go to hell. I will never teach you that. But I don't think you'll walk in full blessing. I don't think you'll walk as close to jesus as you could or is that he wants you to and i really struggled with this and i I remember getting so mad i was in a i was driving with my pastor and he was he was kind of he was kind of coaching me like hey man i looked at your giving some pastors look at giving i don't um but he had looked at my giving, he's like, man, you give, you give, but it's like really sporadically. And I was like, oh well, I give my time. He's like, you give a tenth of every minute that you're alive? And I was like, well, I think. <laughs> and and I started doing all these, I like to say mental gymnastics. I started doing all this twisting and turning, trying to figure out how I could justify that I was tithing, Well, I'm tithing my my time and my prayer and my no, no. And he just stopped me, lovingly, as my pastor. He's like, man, I think you need to check your heart. And y'all, I got mad. I got mad. And I said, I said all you ever want to do is get on to me about money. All you ever want to do is, is get on to me. And y'all, my attitude was wrong, and I was sinning. I was sinning in that moment, and I had to repent. But let me, let me show you the thing that broke my heart and it messed me up so I opened the Holy Spirit began to really work on me and I opened my heart my mind to his word and this is the thing that hit me and it hit me like a ton of bricks that God gave first see God's not asking me to do something that he hasn't already done God's not saying, hey, I need that money. And that's the attitude that I had. That that there were church people out there telling us, oh, you got to give, you got to give. Listen, God doesn't need your money. God's not poor. The the lights aren't about to get turned off in heaven. Come on. He wants your heart. And the thing that that knocked me down, y'all, was that God gave. And what did he give? He gave the firstborn. He gave the lamb to redeem the unclean. Right here. That is the one thought that ruined my angry attitude towards tithing. Because I love Jesus. And I think about the good things that that he's done in my life. And I think about him climbing that hill, being broken into pieces. Or being all torn up and cut up and messed up and spat on and made fun of. Because God gave him. God gave the firstborn to redeem me. And that messed me up. And I said, You know what, God? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for this angry attitude towards giving. It's all yours. Because the the thing, and I love this, I love it. I love this verse. You see, God gave the firstborn to die to redeem us while we were still messing up. While we were running, doing terrible things. Living lives that glorified ourselves, God still gave. Because He loves us that much. And so, if you would stand with me this morning, I want to just reflect on this. It's my prayer that you walk closely to Jesus. It's my prayer that you can see and feel the work of the Holy Spirit in your home and in your family. And I just want to stand here as your pastor, as your friend, and tell you that when Brittany and I kept feeling like we were hitting a wall in our growth with Jesus, in our walk with Him, in our growth as people of faith, the thing that broke that wall was a heart issue and a faith issue. And we had to take our treasure that we were holding We were broke as a joke, almost living with our folks, okay. We were so broke that we were borrowing space heaters to heat our house. And we were holding tight. And God said, Hey, let me let me take care of you. But we were so scared. And so the thing that broke through was us turning around and saying, God, you can have it. And I want to tell you something there has never been a day since there's never been a day since that I didn't know that he had us that I didn't feel peace in my heart there's never been a day since that we got ready to send that 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 sacrifice, that tithe that I stopped and said God I'm not sure about this because his faith is so I mean he's so faithful church I want that for you I want that peace in your heart I want that peace in your walk in your family blessed are those content, peaceful are those that's what he said so just for a moment if if we could just bow together every head bowed, every eye closed and just for a minute, we're not going to raise hands or anything I just want to reflect and listen to the Holy Spirit God, I just pray right now that you speak to our hearts in this moment. God, I know because you said it in your word that you want to dwell amongst your people, that you want to be close to us. And God, if there's anyone in this room that's holding back, saying, God, I just don't know, I'm scared, they're holding back from you, not just a tithe, God, but their heart. God, I pray that you bring them in close, that they feel your embrace. Holy Spirit speak to us. Speak to our hearts right now. God, we love you and we're listening. We trust you. Come on, church. Let's just let's just wait and listen for just a minute. to bless you with peace in your heart. Even in in the lowest valley on top of the highest mountain with joy that doesn't make sense. And sometimes, one of the coolest things that I get to do as a pastor is watch you guys win, watch you guys experience victory in your life, breakthrough in your life. And I just laugh. I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing because the joy that comes up in my heart when I see my friends and my family breaking through walls God moving in their lives (laughs) man that joy just overflows and that's what this is about this is about an overflow of his presence in your life thank you Jesus church family I'm so glad that you spent some time with us some time with your family this morning um It is my prayer and my hope that this message didn't scare you at all, but maybe smoothed out some things that maybe some of us were worried about and confirmed some things maybe some of us.